This guerrilla marketing campaign for duct tape has gone too far. The killer left this for the Batman. Why is he writing to you? We're just friends, Alfred. You know, it wouldn't kill you to write me a letter every once in a while. How <gasps> dare you? Sorry to crash the funeral. Dang. It's gonna take me five minutes to apply my eyeshadow, and by then this poor bastard's gonna be all over the place. Police! Hands up! The baristas in this city are incredibly skilled, but incredibly stupid. You got a lot of cats. I haven't had a date in ten years. It's just what happens. Dogs sense fear. Cat sense fear of dying alone. New friend of yours. Get off my back, Alfred! You're not the only person in my life. God. Who are you under there? That's the man part, baby. Okay. Who are you under there? Ah! What the hell? All right. <laughs> That's... The that's, there's a little trailer there from the Batman that we're going to be reacting to tonight. Have you seen that trailer? Not at all, but I love it. I absolutely love it. It must have been knocked out really fast because obviously uh, there were probably there might have been a little bit of spoilers in there, but that looks like somebody who ever made that had seen the film. I've seen the film a little bit. Exactly. I'm like, wow, that's a lot. Okay. All right. That's an impressive like turnaround time. If that's if that's the case, they had to make it after they they screened it. I mean, they could have had a media credential and saw it early. Yeah, probably like a week or two earlier and then probably was able to do all that yeah. animation. But still, to have right. that turnaround like that simply amazing simply amazing yeah that's a that's if that person's not hired hire them <laughs> hire them I'm, for whatever i am upset for that person i will be upset for them if they're not hired yeah yes they they yeah hire for everything <laughs> so damn good uh also damn good is sitting next to me julian owens of the king julian podcast is joining me tonight virtually in the Thunderpop dome as we're going to be doing our the batman react obviously from that little clip that we just ran and i'm excited to have you back juliet i'm excited to be back thank you for inviting me love to talk about my favorite superhero of all time so yes thank you for having me i really appreciate it Steven. I, I i like i couldn't imagine having anyone else on that for the batman i know it's your one of your like your all-time favorite things correct yes absolutely all-time favorite um yeah. anytime any bat media comes out well actually since recently i've always been able to watch it firsthand so yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I definitely will say I'm a huge Batman fan. So, yeah, the Batman. So, what? yeah, I know you've been looking forward to this one. Had this one kind of marked on your calendar for a while. <sighs> two years. It's wild to say that, Stephen. It's yes. been two years that I've been having this on my calendar. And, yeah, it was delayed twice. So, yeah, I've, yeah. I've literally been having this marked down, ready to go for two years. Wow. Yeah, and we've talked about this before, but everything in the in the world's been delayed <laughs> over and over again. This one had its own, you know, it had they were filming this movie during the pandemic, mm -hmm. uh, and during the thick of the pandemic. So they had all kinds of protocols while filming this movie. Then I think they had an injury. Didn't yes. Robert hurt himself? Robert hurt himself and yeah. got COVID. So that that was yeah. actually the first reason why they stopped is because yeah. Robert caught COVID. Stopped it for, I want to say, two or three months. And then Robert got injured on a motorcycle stunt. And they had to pause it again for about six weeks, I want to say. So, yeah. yeah. All because of Robert. But right, I, I can honestly say, I think 
I can. I'm okay with Robert. I think I'm okay with it. We'll talk about it later. But uh-huh. with all the delays from Robert, I, I can honestly say Robert did deliver the fact. I, I he, he delivered. He he delivered. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. But yeah, he delivered. Uh, so yeah, and and you know Harrison Ford meanwhile saying, "Hey, tell me about it, kid." When it comes, <laughs> when it comes to delays on movies and getting injured on on big budget productions, it's like he finally's happy that Indiana Five is finally wrapped up. He's like, "Thank God." <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of YouTubers that were following that movie as it was being being uh, filmed, and they were like, you know, I, I know uh, Campy was like, "I'm not gonna believe it till I see it." When it's when it's finally done, finally then done. I'll I'll believe it. But that movie that they've been talking about that movie for I don't know how many years getting made. It was gonna be the Logan director, and then it was gonna be some other director. It's gonna be Steven Spielberg Steven first. Spielberg first, and then yeah. it was James Mangold. Then I, yeah. I don't even know who the director is now. I'm not even gonna sit here and lie. But I think they they supposedly I believe they still landed on on uh, on him. Okay. Uh, to finish it, uh, but yeah. So, we, but we won't know until it comes out, and whoever's name <laughs> name is on the on the screen. On the screen. <laughs> that gets the final credit. That's who uh, could be could be Zack Snyder for, Zach all, Snyder we for all we know. Exactly. <laughs> it's gonna be the most ridiculous Indiana Jones ever. The darkest yet most ridiculous Indiana Jones, more than uh, Crystal Skull. Yes. We'll be like, okay, all right, Zach. Indiana Jones, the Snyder cut. They should just <laughs> Snyder cut. They should just do a series where he Snyder cuts different movies like he does a wizard of oz snyder oh, cut wow okay does, see now we're on to something okay he that does could actually be interesting he could do a snyder cut of blade runner and see if he could do a better version <laughs> than everybody else has done like i could i actually would like to see that let's oh yeah somebody should make a campaign for that i would i would like to see zach snyder make a snyder cut of something steven's something here Netflix. I mean, he could YouTube it. He could just put it on YouTube, do a YouTube channel. Do a YouTube channel. Exactly. Millions and millions of hits. So who needs HBO Max or a streaming service to pick that up? But the Snyder Cut or Snyder Vision, whatever you want to call it. And then each month he takes a different movie that's a classic movie. And he, he can even do a rom-com Ooh. Snyder Cut. See, all right. Now you're picking my brain. I want to see what rom-coms you could do. Like 13 going on 30. Yeah. Things like that. Okay. All right. See, now you're piquing my interest over here, Stephen. Okay. I need somebody to get on the campaign and do this. Like how we did for Restore the Snyder Cut. Yes. Let's let's, let's do a YouTube channel for Snyder. Come on. Let's do let, this. Let's, let's get that. Okay. So we're going to work with me on this. We're going to get this done. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Andrew Cecil Robertson coming in. My, uh, my buddy from the UK uh, says, hello from the UK. Long time. Hope all is well. Not seen it yet, so we'll duck it out to avoid spoilers. <laughs> good, good choice. Good choice. Yeah, and we'll it'll be uh, this the embargo of our show will be lifted after the credits roll. And I'm Stephen Presley, and again, I'm joined by Julian Owens. We are going to react to Batman. We're going to open the show with a Thunder Take, where I'm going to ask Julian a question about the Avatar sequel that we now have heard is officially another movie we've heard about. Well, no movie has been talked about for longer. 12 years in the making yeah finally get a sequel to avatar which was the biggest movie of all time up until i think just recently yep till about what two years ago from endgame yeah yeah i think it was finally surpassed with with the avengers so it took it took the avengers universe building for almost 10 years themselves to surpass avatar which was just a movie that showed up out of the blue without you know any kind of build up uh, but now 12 years in the making for the sequel, but they're finally going to have a sequel. I'm going to ask Julian a question about that in the Thunder Take. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it in the Thunder Take. We'll have our usual tropes, agree or disagree, thoughts and advice. Uh, it was it was quite a week. We talked about this before the show. It was quite a week. We, we, we may get into that a little bit as well. Uh, emotional week. Uh, it yes. was exciting, but it was also an emotional week. Um, 
But I, I'm glad you're here with me, Julian. Looking forward to to reacting. And let's do the roll. I lied. Here we are, 158th episode, the Batman React. I got some questions for you, Julian, and I'm looking forward to hearing your, your final score or your score at least for the first week after on the Batman okay. um, to see if you, you can give me a score on that. We're getting to Thunder Tank. So Avatar, are you a, are you a fan of Avatar? Not as huge of a fan I once was when I was in high school. Yeah, but I I, I can say I'm a I'm a fan of Avatar and what James Cameron did. I, I will say that. Seems like that was his last big movie. It was. Was that kind of the so last? Wild. Yeah. It's so wild. It's been 12 years. He was supposed to do Alita Battle Angel, but gave it to his friend. Yeah. And yeah, said he wanted to do the sequel. Well, sequels, excuse me, sequels of Avatar. Why? I don't know. But yes, this is the last project he did was Avatar. Yeah. And he kind of, he seemed like he's dedicated years of his life to getting new avatars, multiple avatar sequels made. Yeah. Um, and he's got some of the band back together again. I know he's got uh, also Kate Winslet's on board. He's back from this Titanic days. Which was I was very surprised about. I was like, "Wait, Kate, you brought Kate Winslet back after yeah. who vowed to never work with you yes. again?" Okay, all right, all right, all right, James. I don't know how you pulled that, but I'm down. All right, and so, I mean, he got her to get in water again, which is the whole internet <laughs> conversation is that James Cameron seems to love getting Kate Winslet wet. I'm, and to your point, I I. I passed by this. I want to say maybe actually late last week. Yeah. This man built a 900,000 gallon ton tank yeah. to recreate ocean currents. And that's okay. I mean, if you got that kind of money, James, just throw it out there. But yeah. Wow. Okay. He's a mad scientist, isn't he? He's the mad scientist yes. of filmmakers. He just does these things that are just so. Uh, and every now and again, you'll hear about a director like that that's extremely quirky, but they ha they do produce uh, more more often than not. I mean, another example for me, and he hasn't directed a live action uh, in a long time, is Mike Judge. But Mike okay. Judge had yeah. filmed Idiocracy here in Austin, and I know a lot of people that worked on that movie were extras on that movie. And he was notorious for just weird, quirky perfectionist about certain particular things. Right, and I... I think what is very interesting specifically about like, you know, Mike judge, let's even put another person in there. Steven Spielberg, the man mm -hmm. who takes many a takes on things that really doesn't need to be taken. Eight yeah. takes for things like that. Yeah. You're right. It, it's very quirky. I never would have guessed that these directors after looking at the backstory behind the scenes, that they would be like that. But mm -hmm. as you mentioned, the product that comes with what they are doing is just phenomenal. Um, yeah. Let's let's go back even 12 years before Avatar, when mm -hmm. James Cameron literally built an entire ship for Titanic and put it in New Mexico. It was mm -hmm. like, 
all right, I'm gonna make a whole <clears> tank <throat> just to put the Titanic in. Yeah. Like, how, how, why are we doing that? But okay, James. Okay. I mean, I might with I'm trying to get in the world of the madman. I'm thinking that uh, it's a it's a, a control thing. They want to yes. have control of all all scenario. And I, I guess so, but it's like, how much control can you get from recreating ocean currents or ocean waves? Like, how much more can you control from that, my guy? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's, it's astonishing. I hear water movies are easier to make now than they used to be. If you if you want to make them, you can make them easier than it used to be. Because I remember back in the 80s when when Kevin Costner made, it was probably late 80s, when when he made Waterworld. Waterworld, yeah. It was notorious how over budget it went and how much publicity it was getting for not for being this film that people were uh, excited for, which I'm sure they were excited for it, but that wasn't why he was getting all this publicity. He was getting all this publicity because of how over the budget it was exactly. and how much, how much of a headache it was to make. Uh, but now because of CGI, you can, you can go in and, and into a, a soundstage and you can get volume, uh, which they use on the Mandalorian, you know, the technology we had Justin yep. Kirk, you know, uh, Justin on here talked about that a while back. Um, Cause he does that here in Austin, my friend, Justin, and he has a soundstage uh, studio. And they do the volume, which is a substitute for green screen. So now you can, he's recreating forest in the studio and it looks just like they're standing in a forest. Right. And I was going to say technology has advanced so much since a water world that you can be able to do that. And you can be able to control certain things about the aspects of it. Because as you mentioned with waterboard, let's even go about 20 years earlier from that, where Mm -hmm. Steven Spielberg was going over budget dealing with bruce and with jaws you know yeah the mechanical shark was getting actually destroyed by the water and some of the mistake and the peeling was off of the shark and things like that so it's it's pretty interesting to see that yeah. how much how far technology has come since yeah. those days and i mean i get it james cameron is a perfectionist yeah i think he's a toned down perfectionist from what he was in titanic but it's yeah. still like i i can't imagine that he had somebody build out a nine hundred thousand gallon tank and mm-hmm. decided to say, hey, I want to recreate the ocean waves. Let's do it. And had Kate Winslet, who was mad at him for literally having the yeah. water at sub, at like literally frozen yeah. temperature water. And is like, okay, I'll trust him to go back in the water again. He's going to take care of me this time. I'm yes. Like, okay. okay. That's, that's why he said, never say never. <laughs> right. People reuniting and getting back together and, and doing, I mean, well, it, it was like uh, Slash working with Axl Rose again. Or, I mean, you can think of all these different, there's some different scenarios over the cross of, across history, across uh, history in, yeah. yeah in media where people had sworn off working or having anything to do with a certain person and they end up somehow working it out and getting back together and doing some more magic exactly so, so it's it's i guess it's a full circle moment hopefully mm-hmm. that this full circle moment pays off in avatar 2 yeah. however avatar 2 will look later this year but yeah i'm i'm excited for it do you think it's too far this is kind of where i was i wanted to lead into do you think 12 years it's been too long the audience has moved on maybe too much uh, for it to have the success that they're hoping for. I want to say yes. I honestly want to say yes. However, James Cameron's track record says otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, if we go back to his early career when he did Terminator and yeah. then he did Terminator 2, that was almost eight or seven, seven to eight years past. Mm-hmm. And Terminator 2, not only far superior, better movie, in my opinion, but yeah. it blew the box office oh, off yeah. with that. Same thing with Alien and Aliens. Even though he didn't direct Alien, he did Aliens, and it was almost seven years past Alien. So you're mm-hmm. like, I don't think James Cameron 
can pull it off. But if there's any director that I can put the chips down and say this movie is going to do great regardless of it, it's James Cameron. Um, yeah. He literally halted, like I said, Alita Battle Angel. He halted doing other personal projects and things of that nature just to do these sequels for Avatar. Yeah. I think it'll work. Maybe not as big as um, as the original. Yeah, as the original, of course. Probably but not, I think yeah. it'll it'll be at least a billion dollar billion dollar movie. When it that would be out. great. That'd be great. I'd love to. I'd love to see that. I mean, I hope it's good. I, I really do because I like the first Avatar. I, at the time, it was innovative. Uh, to me, it was kind of in that category of the Matrix, which when yes. it came out, it was a groundbreaking thing. And to your point, and I'm I'm gonna say this for all filmmakers out there. We were tired, and I think you can say this too, Stephen. We were tired of those 3D gimmicks that came out right after Avatar came out. Yeah. Because I think Steve, I mean Steve, but I think James Cameron was able to show people, hey, this is actually how you make a 3D film. And it yeah. wasn't those, you know, yes. how Texas Chainsaw 3D was where it throws yeah. the chainsaw at your face yeah. or, you know, My Bloody Valentine 3D where they're throwing the pickaxe yeah. at you. You literally were engulfed in Pandora, and you were just sitting yeah. there with jake sully and i i forgot jake sully's wife's name that quick wow mm -hmm. but you're sitting there and you're just wandering and you're mesmerized by everything you're watching you're like mm -hmm. this is what i want my 3d movies to be like and as you mentioned he transcended the genre so much that everybody was like we need to get on this bandwagon and yeah. nobody i mean nobody was able to jump on that bandwagon but i agree anytime james cameron mm -hmm. says i'm going to put my mind to something it's always revolutionary for filmmaking so Mm -hmm. yeah. maybe we'll get that with avatar too i, I would hope. love it i would love hope. It. yeah i would love that um okay we're gonna get into the main topic and it, it would be um it would it would it, i just couldn't get through uh this show without mentioning our our good our, our late great friend johnny lightfoot uh the boy wonder himself and we talked a little bit about him before we went on uh tonight but of course we lost johnny this past summer um and uh not that long ago and this, we were talking about how this would have been one of the first really big one uh, for him, uh, you know, after the, with, you know, pandemic movies. I know yeah. he was, he, he had typically Johnny went to movie, a new movie every week. You all had your premiere night. You'd go to premiere nights on Thursdays. Yep. Um, at least if not weekly, almost monthly, right? At least twice a month. We at least yeah. did a premiere movie twice a month. Yeah. And this would have, and then he, that, that stopped during the height of COVID. It did. It did stop yeah. during COVID because, you know, reasons. Um, and we were going to do it again for the new mutants, but um, we, we, we kind of yep. didn't want to do new mutants because of how bad the movie was. But besides the point, yeah. yes. Yeah. You didn't find it would be the one to be worth it to, to no. go back to make the wait, wait a little longer. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I used to go to a movie once a week, most every week. Um, I'd find whatever the movie was I wanted to see that week, and I'd go see it. And I stopped that tradition before COVID, and I went almost a year without going into a movie theater, which was weird for me because that had not happened in many years. Uh, the first movie I came back for in the theater, I think, was in October of 2020. I returned for Dune. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I, I went I went to a matinee. It was a weekday. It was daytime and uh, it was an empty theater. It had been out already a week and a half. And I saw I had a whole theater to myself. It was, it was like sprinkled a few people here and there around the theater. And then the November Ghostbusters Afterlife. And then December, I went to Spider-Man No Way Home. And then now it's been a couple months since I've been 
again, and this was the next one I went to, first one for this year that I've been to theater for was the Batman. I wish I can say that. Um, this is not my first movie I went to. I went to go see an anime movie called Bell. That was my first movie I watched mm. this year. But after Bell, yeah, I have not watched a movie after that since. And mm -hmm. it was the Batman. Unfortunately, my movie that I did waste my first time going to it uh -oh. during pandemic was the new mutants so oh, you, you went ahead and went and saw it yeah yeah even though even though we had got a lot of bad things on I me mean, a lot of bad things were talked about about this movie we said uh, i said i'll give it a shot yeah and I, I regret that decision i definitely did and i said nah i'm not, I'm not <laughs> this is what i came back to theater for <laughs> exactly it's like, no I'll, I'll wait again Oh, well, you probably had that withdrawal. You missing going to the, having the theater I, experience too. I, yeah. I really, I, I know did. that was driving me nuts when I, I was went back for Dune. I was like, I forgot how beautiful it is—the big screen. <laughs> like, and I oh. went to an IMAX Dune. Oh, I went to the IMAX Dune. I had it's like because oh, that was a movie I like. I wanted that. to see. Yeah, it was oh. so uh, it was, and it was so cool. It was seeing an IMAX because there's so much more. What you can way see. more format and way more screen that you can see. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I, I wish I watched it in IMAX. Only watched it at uh, Dolby Vision, mm -hmm. and I was like, I wish I could have got it on IMAX. And by the time I got to it, it was too late. So mm -hmm. I wish I had that experience. That first IMAX I'd done in a while. I think maybe I saw either Endgame or Infinity War on IMAX, but it, I think it was my Endgame was my other. last. Endgame was my last yeah. as well. Yeah, and I didn't do it for I didn't do it again for No Way Home. I didn't do it for this movie that we're about to talk about here in, in a little bit. But anyway, we talked about our, our good friend, Johnny, our late great friend, uh, Johnny Lightfoot, and how this would have been a big, that last week would have been a huge week for him. This week would have been a huge week for him talking about the movie and discussing it on, on shows like this. Um, so uh, we know last Thursday night was really a, a mixed emotions going to see the movie because we know it would have been a really, um, he was there in spirit. Yeah. But it was a big, it was a, it was a, big deal to go there and kind of thinking about him because like yourself huge batman fan absolutely he was and that's that's what started your relate kind of got you all relationship going right um as when i mentioned when i was a guest uh with you previously Stephen. yeah we literally our relationship grew because of batman and that's yeah. where it all began and you know talking about this movie even almost as i mentioned two years of hype you know, Johnny and I were there just talking about it and just being prepared for this movie. So it was, it was very different and it was very, a lot of mixed emotions watching it this weekend. And I, 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 I knew he was there in spirit. It's just, it still was very surreal watching it and not being able to have a conversation with him after the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you also had mentioned, and I felt the same way that he would like this. He would have liked, you thought he would have liked it. I think he would have really enjoyed this one. Um, we'll mm -hmm. go into more detail about yeah. it. But I think, I think a lot of things that we both talk about what we wanted out of Batman, <laughs> this movie did a great job of that. And I, I really, really enjoyed the things that I, I got out of this movie. My boss told me dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Now I'm sitting in a disciplinary meeting <laughs> dressed as Batman. <laughs> I mean, that's a great way to. That's one of my favorite Batman memes. This one's ridiculous. Somebody pointed out that Wolverine is really just two Batmans kissing, and I can't no, stop thinking God. about it. Wow. All right. Now I can't unsee this. I really now, can't unsee this. <laughs> this also is actually uh, footage from the Flash movie that's coming out later in the year. It would be two Batman. 
<laughs> interacting, possibly interacting. Possibly. Don't know, we don't know that for that's confirmed. They're going to interact it the same way the Spider Man spoiler, by the way, the way the Spider Man interacted in the in the No Way Home. No way they're they're going to have a different approach in their multiverse and how they un unify these different bat Batman. But it'll, it'll be interesting. Be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see that. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm I'm interested to see. Very this is probably the most Batman-y year, batman -y year of all time, maybe. You're, is that possible? No, you're not lying about that, though, Stephen, because we have the Batman here. Yeah. We have um, the Flash movie. Yeah. And then HBO Max is doing a Batgirl movie. Batgirl series. Max, and we're like, what? I didn't think we we're going to have this much Batman in a year. But okay, I, I never thought so. But all right, cool. Yeah, there's, and there's a Penguin series. Off of, this, off of this movie, which will be the first spinoff of this movie. Right. And then we're going to get GCPD, which is basically Batman year zero, year one with Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon yes. coming back. And that's being yes. developed as well. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a horror-esque Gotham detective Ooh, yeah. series that they were mentioning, which I'm like, okay, I, I like this. I, I want to see more of this in the Batman. So bring it, please, please. They should just call it Batman Max instead of HBO Max. <laughs> put the Batman logo for the channel. For the channel and just say, all right, now we just engulfed it and it's now Batman. Because literally, while you're playing, like while you're playing, literally on the DC sub category for HBO Max, it's literally yeah. nothing but Batman. It's been like that for about a month, month and a half now. And I'm like, just just call it Batman at this point. It's okay. We'll, we'll be fine. Also, the animated series, the animated movie that, with the pets, uh, that's Keanu Reeves' voice in oh, Batman. Yeah, superhero pets. I just saw the trailer for that. I yeah. I have mixed feelings. I didn't think I would like Keanu to be my Batman, but I, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty different. He's becoming kind of a voiceover animation uh, guy because he was uh, he did something on the last Toy Story story movie. Yes, he was in Toy Story four. I forgot what yeah. his character was, but he's really he's doing really well with voice acting. I didn't I didn't yeah. think he would do it, but he he's doing really well. He is doing some interesting stuff now with the voiceover stuff, y'all on animation. So yeah, so he'll be voicing uh, the Batman. Actually, I'm going to ask you because I speculated after I saw this movie. We'll talk about that later about different people that could have played Batman that didn't. And okay. also swapping out Batman and for in, in different movies, uh, and how I played okay. with that a little bit after this movie this past week. Uh, so get into the and we now we we'll get into the Batman. Um, first of all, I know you liked it because I did see one of your reacts on on social media. I think you posted something about it. Yes. How do you score this movie? Uh, one to ten Thunderbolts. Where does it land for you? I give it nine. I yeah. actually give it nine. Yeah. Uh, I I thought I was a little overhyped when I watched it. I'm not even going to uh -huh. lie to the audience. I watched it twice this past weekend. Uh -huh. And first time watching it, I said, whoa, this is, is is this a nine? I don't think this is a nine. Am I too right. hype, overhyped about it? Right. And watched it again. Nope. Solidified it. It, it solidified it. So I, I will have to give it nine out of ten. Nine out yeah. Of 10. You were at nine with some like reservations. I need to go back and make sure it was a nine. And then you were right. like, oh, it's, it's a solid it's, nine. It's a solid nine. It is yeah. a solid nine now. Yeah. Yeah. And I I really enjoyed it. I was warned ahead. Of, I knew ahead of time the runtime. It was a long movie. Uh, the only spoiler I had going into the movie was, well, I knew I knew villains. Uh, okay. I knew we were getting Riddler, um, which I think some people probably knew that already. That, you know, and and I knew the Penguin, obviously, because the Penguin was everywhere on, on, on Internet. 
Yes, absolutely. About the the penguin. So I knew that was coming. I didn't know what balance of one or the other we were going to get more of. I didn't know who was featured more over the other and how they were going to use the two characters. I didn't know if there was actually going to be real penguins in the movie walking around (laughs) the penguin or, or not, but I I speculated there wouldn't be. Um, And so my guess was right on that, but it was a long runtime, but the only spoiler I had other than that was the runtime. You don't notice it and that it would not feel as long as it did. And I I say that's accurate. I say for the most part, except for me. uh, And I know others felt the same way. I thought it dragged on the last part. Um, and really? the ending, the ending for me was the only, um, probably part that, that was a little bit unclear I'm just, to me. The ending was like, uh, it's almost like kind of dragged on a little bit for me. Um, oh, you're the only, you're the third person to tell me that somebody yeah. told me that it, they remember this ending reminded them of return of the Kings ending where yeah. it just kept like, it was just ending and ending and ending. Yeah. And I didn't feel that way. Ironically enough, I felt like the beginning ran along too much. In my opinion, front end where it was that's where it was dragging, like the first forty minutes of the film, and then once we got to a certain scene, which we'll talk about later, the movie picked up and just never went back down. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. but I guess after watching it a second time, I understood where people were coming from with the Return of the King's ending from it. But I, I still enjoyed it. I, I really did like some of the parts of it. We'll we'll talk about that later. But I enjoyed some of the parts of the ending. I really did. Well, there were some real beautiful, like beautifully shot things, like the, the yes. motorcycle, Catwoman's motorcycle, and then uh, Bruce Wayne's motorcycle, and the, the way they were, the way that was shot. Yes. To me, was some, I mean, just some of the most amazing um, execution, artistic execution, and in, in how things were shot in this movie. Then I don't know if I'm overcooking it. You can tell me if I am of any DC movie previous live action. No, I completely agree with you. Um, and I was telling this to my 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 brothers. By the time this is released, my the podcast that we did for it will be released. Mm-hmm. But I was telling my brothers, like, this is the most beautiful shot Batman movie I've seen. And yeah, I'm not really fair. And I'm not gonna knock this to the dark knight. I'm not knocking it because I mm-hmm. still uh, spoiler alert, I still have this under ba- the dark knight. It's just the way that Greg Frazier, the guy who did the cinematography for this film, yeah. the way he just shot Gotham in itself and then the people in general, you're just like, wow, this is beautifully shot all around. And I didn't think that I would enjoy the cinematography as much as I did. I, I Like a whole bunch of these scenes I can use as a screen screensaver for my computer. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. Yes. So or, or printed and framed and put on a wall. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, just some of the most beautifully executed uh, filming and shooting. And anybody that wants to become a cinematographer or a director of photography, uh, this is a great movie to study. Yes. And what they did and whoever is involved in it, outside uh, Matt Reeves as well, uh, studying that and studying their work because it's just amazing. Um, I you know the score. I heard the score before the movie. I heard, well, I heard the theme song. I listened to the theme song yes. before the movie. And I think it was in some of the trailers. And it's that dun 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 it's like, like dun i had it earlier i had it down dun 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 or now i'm now i'm off but anyway it's like i heard one person on social media complain about it say it's a two-note theme i'm not sure i love the movie but i'm not sure about the, the two-note theme song when they said that i kind of thought about it i was like yeah but you know what it's a little different and it does stick in your head which yes. good theme theme music usually sticks in your head and it's it's so 
It's memorable. I was going to say that it's very memorable. I would, I mean, unfortunately, you're talking to a huge Batman fan. I, yeah. I have three composers who just did a phenomenal job with Batman. Danny Elfman yeah. with the 89 and 92. Oh, yeah. And still. Then, right. Hans Zimmer with the trilogy. And I feel like this kind of is right there with Hans. My issue is, is as you as they mentioned, yes, Hans uses more, more horns and more instruments to be able to give this mm -hmm. off. Whereas Michael, you could tell he just was using strings and horns more, more so. But I don't know. It just sounds very epic. And as you mentioned, literally on the drive home, both times I'm just going, dan, 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 dan. I was, I'm yeah. Like, there it is. I'm like, I loved it. I loved it. I, I, it's still stuck in my head for some apparent reason. And it's been what four or five days past. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. This, this is a really good score. Yeah, and you can see you have some tough competition, some stiff competition with other composers that have done very memorable Batman themes, and so you have to do something. You want to do something different, but you also want it to still be memorable. Exactly. You want it to fit this story, this particular version of the Batman, and I think they pulled that off. So yeah, I, I still I'm on board with the theme. This for me, okay. So I'm gonna tell you, I love the film. I'm gonna give it eight Thunderbolts. Okay eight thunderbolts um it's one of the things where i have not seen it a second time i may go higher after watching it again uh i think the reason why i may be giving it eight is because i'm such a huge fan i still love the dark knight and and for me the okay. dark knight trilogy right now knowing that it's three movies against one is still my right now my favorite batman series i'll agree i would yeah. completely agree with you on that um, we'll talk about it later, but I agree that the Dark Knight is a better series, but and this might be a hot take. I think that this is probably the best intro Batman movie, in my opinion. Um, we'll talk about it later. I really do love what Christopher Nolan's done with mm -hmm. the trilogy. However, in terms of showing character growth or Bruce Wayne character growth and character development, in terms of the first movie. I think that this movie kind of takes that kick and we'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I really, I really do enjoy it. But you're right. It's not better than a Dark Knight. Dark Knight's 10 out of 10 for me. I do think it's the perfect Batman movie, perfect superhero movie in general. This yeah. is just a really great comic book accurate Batman movie in my opinion. It is. I mean, it's not like it's way off no. from and scoring it with Dark Knight. And it also has potentially a couple more movies to because honestly i i'm i like the second movie better than the first movie with yes. the dark knight and it and then it really elevated it for me in the second movie uh with heath ledger's joker and what they did i thought they built okay. off of what they had done with the first movie i remember being wowed by the first movie but also i but not the way i was with the second movie at all no at all no like when i watched the first movie i i mentioned this in our vintage movie review series mm -hmm. i watched it and I was like, this is a really good Batman movie. Yeah. But I, it just, it wasn't fantastical. Like, I wouldn't put it that way. It wasn't like how I felt when the Dark Knight, uh, when the Dark Knight came out. When I watched mm -hmm. the Dark Knight, I literally sat in my chair until the credits roll. And I don't usually do that that often, when yeah. I, especially when I was, you know, 12, 14 or 15 mm -hmm. when that movie came out. And I sat there and just thinking, I just watched the most cinematic masterpiece of a Batman movie I've ever saw in my life. And yeah. just had to sit there and just sink into that. And you're right. I think that Matt Reeves, at least the stepping stone he has for this, 
could mm-hmm. become initially maybe a dark night, but it's not there yet. It's not there yet. So yeah. all my friends who are saying it's better than a dark night, I need you to hold your horses. It's it's not there yet, but it could be. It could be. Now my favorite, uh, my favorite Bruce Wayne and Batman is still uh, Christian Bale right now. Okay. Over Robert Pattinson, over uh, Ben Affleck. Although I do, I did like. And I, but here's the thing: Ben Affleck was the perfect Batman for the for that for the Justice for this, League and yeah. the DCU. He was the perfect Batman for that version of Batman. I thought that um, what um, Robert, I thought Christian Bale was the perfect Batman for the Dark Knight series. Right. And I liked what he brought. I thought he was interesting to watch. He added a little bit of humor without going overboard. He went a little bit too uh, too far, maybe with the rat with the voice at times. <laughs> Just a little bit, a little bit too far. But uh, overall, I liked what he did. Uh, I even liked the stuff in the in the third movie where he is down and out because I love a comeback story. Yes. give me a comeback story. I'm there. Uh, coming from you know the odds are all stacked up against you. I like that. I'm a sucker oh, for an underdog story. Exactly. Yeah, the element of that movie, uh, seeing that was, I thought he did well with that. Changes, changes his appearance, look sad, and then come back as the triumphant Batman. Um, Robert Pattinson, though, the perfect Batman for this story. I couldn't see any of those previous Batmans that I mentioned. Ben Affleck, even the younger Ben Affleck, would not have fit for me, um, and as well as Robert Pattinson. Nor would have uh, um, Christian Bale no. had fit in this story, in this Matt Reeves Batman. I did try to think who would have fit in Robert Pattinson's role. Uh, and actually, you know who I go back to? Who? Cool. Let me see Val- if we're on the same person. It's a, he's, a, he's a very different Batman in his Batman movie, but I think he could have played this version of Batman. I would say Val Kilmer. Yes. Young Val Kilmer. We're both on the same page. Okay. I think that Val Kilmer, and I, I, I say this to this day. And if if your audience wants to, you have to listen to my vintage movie review about Batman Forever. Mm-hmm. I arguably think that Val Kilmer had the short end of the stick. The movie was okay, yeah. But the the things that Val Kilmer was dealing with, I completely agree. It basically coincides with what Robert Pattinson is doing. Yeah. And I would have loved to see a story like that with Val Kilmer. And I think we would we would have a bigger conversation about Val Kilmer's in importance in the batman yeah. uh mythos i really would agree with you on that if they'd given him that material to work with exactly. that story with exactly. that emotion yeah yeah so that would have been uh i could have also seen because you know he brought the, the with the eye shadow there's a little bit of the emo um discussion with this batman and as you, i mean yeah. it's it's based off of three different comic books and one of them it's based off of the uh, year one even though this is actually year two right in the timeline it's a um it's a, uh, it's based some some of the stories based off of year one. So it's a young Batman. It's a, a Batman making mistakes, as we know, and that's one of the things they promised on, and then they delivered was that we'd see mis- mm. this Batman still making mistakes and learning yes. from his mistakes and improving um, in this arc. But uh, a young Johnny Depp could have probably done this. Ooh. The only thing that was uh, okay. maybe he doesn't. I don't think he has the height as he Robert Pattinson. And that would have been something they would have had to work around. There was Michael Keaton who there, who was also someone that wasn't tall, uh, as tall as, right. the, as the normal um, superhero uh, people. But he still pulled it off. Um, there are ways to shoot someone around. You know, they've been doing it with Tom Cruise for years. <laughs> yes, they have. <laughs> to, to shoot around them, make them uh, look 
uh, taller than they are and make him, you know, look bigger on camera. So they've done it. Uh, they could have pulled that off. I think with Johnny Depp, he could have probably done something like this too. I agree. That's pretty interesting. I think that if when Johnny Depp was, I would say, I wouldn't say fighting for it, but when Johnny Depp was in negotiations to be Batman way back when, I think that he would have actually loved something like this. I, I tell this to people all the time. If Johnny Depp took Michael yeah. Michael Keaton's version of Batman, he probably would have maybe did a better job, but I still love Michael Keaton in general. Yeah. But having a Johnny Depp with this script and this role and just plop him in this, he probably would have killed it. You gotta pulled it off. Would have pulled it off. I really, I really would have thought so. Yeah, I really would have think so. And they probably could have kept Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman because I think Absolutely. she's her height is not going to overpower uh, depths. No, uh, in the scene. By the way, although now um, Zoe Kravitz, my favorite Catwoman. Really, yeah. I still got Michelle. I got Michelle still up top. I don't know why. Love Michelle. I really do. Michelle, I have Michelle Pfeiffer as my number one. I have Zoe as a very close second. I think mm -hmm. they're two different Catwoman, but I, I will say this though, and I, I don't know why I keep doing caveats for this movie, but Zoe Kravitz brought a lot of more sympathy or more, more emotional depth for this Catwoman versus how Michelle Pfeiffer did it with, with nothing but vengeance and, you know, mm -hmm. going against the man and things like that. So I, 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 I I'm all, I've been teeter-tottering on that for about a week now. I'm like, who was better? I don't know. I really mm -hmm. don't know, but I think I'm still giving it to Michelle just for now, for now. But I love what Zoe Kravitz did really do. And there's never been a bad Alfred. There's a meme right now going around. There's never been a bad Alfred. I, no. I agree. Alfred is brilliant. I will say this though, and this and this is my only little nitpick I'm gonna give though, for now. They didn't do enough with my Alfred. Andy Circus got sure. three yeah. phenomenal scenes. I'm not gonna sit here and lie. Andy Circus did a phenomenal job with the scenes yeah. he was given, specifically in one moment that we're gonna talk about later. But yeah. I was I was upset that we only got maybe what 20, 30 minutes of this Alfred, maybe not even 30, maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. I was just like, I, I wanted more of Andy. I really did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a good thing. And we didn't get enough of the good thing with him. I and mean, he's just so good at it. And yeah, um, hopefully we'll get more of him in, in the upcoming. You know, what's really interesting. We were talking about the other projects, the Bat Gotham projects that are uh, in work in the works right now. Yeah. Uh, the Batgirl uh, series, which will have Michael Keaton and also. Um, jk simmons version which of, i'm i'm so which, confused about that's that. confusing isn't it that's so confusing because it's like i get it I, I i i get that but what universe is that because you're taken from the dceu yeah. universe yeah and then you're taken from michael keaton's universe the burton the burton tim burton the burton, yeah. burton verse right you're like yeah. wait so what continuity is this bad girl gonna be in like which one i'm confused yeah. they're saying it's in dceu but then you're gonna have to explain to us how yeah. is that the case? So was there always a Batman we just never knew about? Yeah. Is this, I mean, yeah. Is it, she, if it's DCEU, she's in the Affleck, Affleck universe, right? At the, 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 the Ben Affleck verse, a version of Batman Gotham. I mean, when you look at her costume, uh, Leslie Grace is the actress that's yes. going to be from in the Heights or is it into the Heights? Um, into the in the I think it's in the heights. I think you were right the first time. I think it's in the heights. I'm in the heights, yeah. Musical that came out last year, also on HBO Max. 
um, that they they played it. But yeah, as she's uh, up and coming, she was a breakout star last year in that movie. Um, in a year that was pretty slow for movies, she was getting a lot of a lot of press for her work on that, and deservedly so. But if you look at her costume, you look at the pictures. It's not. It doesn't. It makes sense. It wouldn't be connected to the Matt Reeves universe because it doesn't look like a Matt Reeves no universe costume. No, it doesn't. So that's why I'm confused. It, to be honest with you, that costume looks more towards again the Burton verse, right? It reminds right. me a little bit more of okay, this is a little bit more mm. uptick with the Burton verse. Right. But for you guys to say that this confirmed project is going to be with the DCEU, I'm as you mentioned, scratching my head. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so you got J.K. You kind of have a bat suit that I mean, a bad girl suit that doesn't mm -hmm. really look like it needs to be in this universe. Yeah. And then you got Michael Keaton as Batman. Mm -hmm. Scratch my head. I don't. I don't know what's going on. I need DCEU to explain this to me. I, I need I really to. I hope they explain it in a way that's coherent and not <laughs> and not all all rambled up and stuff. But see, I think now they're just taking like they're writing down the names and putting them in a cup and shaking them up and say which Batman right, we're gonna see get. Where we're gonna get this time? Maybe we might even get we might even get George Clooney this time. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna be in this one? <laughs> Let's see. All right, it's Michael Keaton again. All right, oh, we're Michael Keaton gets back. Another. He's gonna be busy. He's got a busy. He's a busy he got a man. Busy year. <laughs> oh man, hopefully he can handle that schedule. Right. Um, yeah. So I, my guess, it could be a spoiler in the casting itself for what's upcoming in the Flash because we already know Michael Keaton is coming back for the. Or is coming is returning in the the eighty nine Batman coming back to to do the Flash right. and their own introduction to the multi their own multiverse. And then we also know we're getting Ben Affleck, and we keep hearing is this, this is probably Ben's last. They say it's this official. I'm using air quotes here. Right, official last dawn as Batman. I I understand that you were in a dark place personally when you were doing the Batman. Right, I get it. Right, however, I I don't believe we're going to see the last of this Batman, yeah. just like how we're not going to see the last of Henry Cavill Superman. I I don't. I I agree. I don't agree. I agree. DC rumors in your face. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, because there's actually now there's talk. Well, baby, this has not been because there were first it was like he's going to that Batman's going to die in the right. flash. This is that's right. how they, he'll be. And uh, and then now we're hearing, well, maybe not. Maybe he, we are going to get more Batfleck going forward. Uh, it seems like I've heard that one story that was circulating around for a while was that Michael Keaton was going to become kind of the the new you know yes uncle of the dceu yeah that's that's what i've been hearing too i'm and again i guess i'm confused i i would understand if we were in sorry i'm a nerd out really quick i would understand if we're in marvel that that yeah. would be the case because a lot of marvel characters in their multiverse do come into other multiverses and deal with this right but yeah. in the dc universe and at least at least in my knowledge that i've read the comics there never was a chance where, you know, Thomas and Bruce were able to be in the same universe together. Like maybe for a moment when they were in a shared multiverse right. fighting, you know, uh, into an uh, extraterrestrial being or something like that. Yeah. But for that to be a permanent thing, I'm I'm like, OK, so that means that Michael Keaton just said, I give up on my universe. I'm going to go into this universe and just be the the uncle or yeah. the old bet bruce from batman beyond and right work my way around there i'm like oh okay i i i guess that's how we're gonna do this now all right 
Yeah, like he gets stuck in this this universe somehow in the Flash, and he doesn't get back. So he ends up having to stay here, kind of his own stranded. I'm stranded here until I can get out. So I'm just gonna hang out and help out here the best I can until like. Is he gonna put? Is he gonna put on a bat suit in these movies, or will he be? Yes. Um. Unfortunate. Not unfortunately. Uh. There is a. There was a tweet I want to say about three months ago, two or three months ago, where it shows that Tom Keaton. I mean, not Tom Keaton. Uh, Michael Keaton is wearing the bad suit, yes, and okay. it's very updated. I'll put it that way. It's, okay, it's updated. It still looks like the rubber suit from the '89 and '92 Batman, but you could tell it's updated. The abs don't look the same. Mm-hmm. The cape looks a little more flashy in a sense. Mm-hmm. So you could tell they updated his suit just a little bit. Is that Michael in it? I don't know, but right. there's the bat suits there. There's probably some stunt, more stunt working going on with him now than there used to be. There used to be, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, let me ask you a couple things on the Batman. Uh, first of all, the car, the new Batmobile, uh, you know, it was a little bit, uh, we didn't see a lot of it. When no. we did see it, oh my gosh, that car chase with the Penguin Phenomenal. was, I mean, this movie wasn't, uh, this movie wasn't action as action focused as some previous uh, DC movies were. It was, like I said, it was story driven. It was a detective movie solving, as as we were told, the Zodiac Killer comparisons to the Seven. It was a detective movie, but when we saw the Batmobile and the Batmobile Batmobile finally shows up, man, what a Ooh, scene! Does it show up? Um, again, we're talking about camera work. When literally they were in that scene. Well, let me ask this before we continue: Are we in the spoiler territory? Yeah, or, we're. It's uh, safe. If you haven't we're seen the Batman and you care, just warning you, we're still in spoilers. We're in spoilers now. So yeah. when Penguin has Catwoman pinned down and she, he's like, are you going to mm-hmm. steal from me? And he has the Uzi just shooting at the gun. Yeah. And all you hear is the... And you're like, oh, wait, are we about to get the Bat Batmobile scene? And you literally see yes. Greg just show the, the Batmobile in the dark. And it's just lighting up like it's a demon. Oh. I was like, oh, this is beautiful. Oh. Simply beautiful and love the best. I love the Batmobile scene, even though we only got one scene out of it per usual in these Batman films. Yeah, it was a very great scene. You're like, okay, if I was Penguin, I would be running away as much as he is now. I would so so cool how they they executed that scene. Yes, from the moment he basically comes up side by side by Bruce, I mean, by Batman, and he's like, all right, let me see if I can shoot him. And literally, you're like, oh, no, it's bulletproof grass, bro. Mm-hmm. You, you're not getting anywhere. And he's just literally panicking through the streets of the Gotham oh, City Highway trying to get away from Batman. I love it. I, I loved every moment of it. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned, I mean, obviously, all the things you liked. You said that if for you, the, the start of the movie, opening, if anything, was a was some dra- a drag. It would have been in the front, not on the end of the movie, like others had, yes. had said. What, what of this movie did you not like? Were there any nitpicks? Yes, there were nitpicks. I I hate to say this, Joker, um, Bill. I can't pronounce his last name correctly. I think right. it's Killer or something like that. He was Druid from Eternals. Yeah, I, I yeah, that's I right. Yeah, shoehorned in. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend. Mm. He his laugh yeah. just seemed like it was being developed, but it wasn't there yet. And yeah. it's like I guess Matt Reeves, as he mentioned in one of his interviews, he wanted people to know that Joker is in this universe. But in right. my opinion, as I've said multiple times, and I will say it on record here for you, Stephen, yeah, I get that we need to show that there's a Joker in this universe. Sure, you don't need a Joker in this universe, in my personal opinion. 
It's like we've seen Joker way too much. Mm-hmm. There's way too many other Batman villains in his rogues gallery. It's okay that we don't need a Joker in this universe. He it's could take fun. take one off. He can sit one out. Exactly. I that's what I that's how I feel about it. It's like I get it. I get mm-hmm. that we want to see his yang to his yang. I I get all of that. Yeah. But at some moment, guys, it's let's pump the brakes. Let's just reassess and let's use some other villains in this role. And I just felt like it was a little shoehorned in. That was one. I will mm-hmm. say I did not like the idea that we didn't get enough of Penguin. And Penguin was, you know, just a – I call him a heavy. He was a heavy in this film. Yeah, that's how he was used, yeah. And don't get me wrong, I I I get it because that's how Penguin was in the beginning of it. But mm-hmm. for him to be a heavy – but only in the movie for also 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. Kind of like, what's the point in having a heavy if you're not going to use them, you know? Yeah. So it was those. And I think my last thing was, as you mentioned, the only thing I will say is that the final, final scene that we got with the film where they're both driving off out of the, um, I guess you want to say that was a graveyard or wherever they were. Mm -hmm. I will say that maybe cut off a minute of that. Like I get the cinematography is beautiful and it was beautifully shot, but we were on that scene just a little too long, just a little bit Mm -hmm. too long. That's where you would have liked to cut some slack. Yeah, cut a little bit, cut a little extra. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and we know now we're gonna get a penguin spinoff, which I'm happy about because I really need more penguin in my life. Yes, I agree. That's yeah, they're gonna give us that, and it'll be interesting to see how that, what they do. You know, we we talked last time you were on the show. We talked about all these DC projects and were they kind of over overdoing it a little bit and, and giving, yes. taking on too much more than they can handle, which still is a possibility. But I mean, the few things that have come out this year so far have been home runs because this movie is, is excellent. It's getting great reviews. It's high scores on rotten tomato with critics and audience. It's going to make money yeah. be hit. Um, and then, and then you've got the peacemaker, which has been, you know, blowing the world away and streaming. So, it's so far they're doing good. I mean, they we'll see. There's still a lot left. There's the flash and there's a lot of other stuff left this year. You're right. And I'm sorry. I'm going to use this moment as the rant real quick, but <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. going to say it here. I get it. I get that. Everything needs to be connected together. Just like what MCU did with, yeah. you know, Captain America and the winter soldier, excuse me, Falcon and the winter soldier for those who haven't mm-hmm. watched it. Spoiler alert. WandaVision, Loki, and Hawkeye last year, and then all the movies they did, which are all connected together, and how DC is trying to do the same thing. Right. Well, not really with this Batman, because Batman is this Batman is in Earth Two instead of the DCEU yeah. original run. I get it, because you want to have everything connected, and you want to have some way to keep content flowing for your audience. Yeah. But how I felt about Star Wars, MCU, mm-hmm. and now what DCEU is doing for the average moviegoer, that's way too much content, right? That's yeah. way too much content for you it's to digest. confuse them. Exactly. And mm-hmm. the issue is, is now I understand that, you know, you did Peacemaker because it was after Suicide Squad and you're trying to find a way to bridge the gap between all these movies. Just like with that. MCU, right. Mm-hmm. Like what MCU did with all the move TV shows from last year. Yeah, I, I get it. But at some times I feel like we need our projects to breathe in a sense. I mm-hmm. love the idea. And this, I sound old, I'm about to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. I love the idea from like 10 years ago, like when the MCU was just building up. You mm-hmm. had months of buildup. You had those yeah. months where you're like, okay, what's going to happen with these movies? Who are they going to show next? What's going to happen? Like, yeah. I love having those breathers. Now it just feels like, okay, 
not only do I need to catch up on Hawkeye, but I also need to be ready for the new Marvel movie. Not only do I need to catch up on WandaVision, but I need to understand that WandaVision, Marvel's What If, ooh, another show, Marvel's What If is going to connect mm-hmm. somehow to Doctor Strange's Multiverse Multiverse of Men's, yeah. And you're like, I for an average moviegoer, that, that's a little too much content. And Kevin Feige, he did on record say that you don't need to watch those to see it. He will catch you up in the movie True. in some way, shape, or form. True. But for me, it's like, as an average moviegoer, that's still, I, I feel like I will be caught out of the loop if I don't watch the information. So at some point, right. I might just give out on that. And so I'm like, I get it. But at some time, guys, it's okay not to make projects of everything. It's okay not to do that. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, like every single corner of the universe doesn't have to have a full <laughs> full backstory. <laughs> well, and I I think I had this not a little bit of a debate with someone on social media about this recently. A friend of mine where I thought the IPs at some point will have to kind of uh, step back a little bit and take like the big three: DC, Marvel, um, and Star Wars. Yes, at some point something's going to give, and they are going to have to take a little bit of a break and step back for a little bit. Yes, and you know, in DC's case, you could put out animation stuff every year, but I'm talking about on the live action. Um, but you could put out a Bat- Batman animation every year in and year out. It's fine. That's fine. Right. But the comic book audience is going to go to that and see it on whatever streaming service it's on. But uh, for like that, for theatrical releases, for streaming uh, series, uh, and you might be able to go to, like the real deep cuts and focus on like a wicked like a dark corner of each of those three universes for a while right something yeah. like that right yeah. but don't and sorry i'm i'm probably gonna get some some audiences angry about star wars really quick but like with book of boba fett not gonna sit here and lie mm-hmm. i wanted something that was not connected to the skywalkers at least in this point right but then all of a sudden we get episodes where it's like oh no we gotta tie it back up to the mandalorian yeah it's like what Guys, the point was not all right, cool. It's and like, Skywalker right. and Skywalker. Right. It's like, okay, so we're, we're just gonna bring back right, we're bringing back Skywalker now. All right, cool. And then now we're having a show with Obi-Wan Kenobi where we're going back to the Skywalkers. It's like going back to that time. Yeah. It's like you, Kathleen, you said you were gonna try to step away from the Skywalker saga, but all you're doing is just shooing us back in. So it's like yeah. I, I get it, but at some time, as you mentioned, can we get like a five-year hiatus? That's all that mm-hmm. just five years, especially after Rise of Skywalker. Just give me a five-year buffer and I'll be fine. Well, and you mentioned the Joker about the Batman and how they shoehorned the Joker in and they had his laugh was still kind of like like trying to figure out his laugh. Like, and figure it out. Yeah. Do you think that was a not a Matt Reeves as much as it was the studio? Like gave him a post-it and said, Joker, yeah, we want Joker in this. Just I mean, and he was like, was gonna, but do I have to do Joker? You already did Joker. I mean, Joker, we got the Riddler. He's going to be pretty good. It's going to be cool. No, There's no. a little bit of Joker it's somewhere. A little bit. Right. It's just, it's just we, he's part of our, what we do, you know? Right. I think that's what happened. I think the studio kind of was like, we need to be people to know that Joker's in this universe, yeah. right? Um, he talks about in his commentary that, you know, mm-hmm. there's a scene where um, him and Batman are supposed yeah. to be talking about how to get into the mind of a serial killer yeah, it's supposed to help him with his case, but the movie would have went way too longer over that. So it's like I I get that we're trying to go this route for him, and that you're saying that this is the early incarnation of Joker, where he's starting to learn his laugh, he's starting to learn to be the clown prince of crime. I I get all of that. Yeah, but at your point, you you also in that same interview, you said there's a specific villain you're looking for. 
So if you're looking for that said villain, then why introduce Joker in the first place? And I think to your point, yeah. it's the studio. It was literally Warner Brothers saying, I need you to bring Joker in. We need Joker in here somewhere. Yeah. And we'll have Bugs Bunny eating a carrot in the credits because <laughs> it's Warner Brothers. Because it's Warner Brothers, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we'll put that in there too. It's like, who? Bugs Bunny? Who's that? <laughs> Who's that? No. All right. Some some people have never heard of, probably like there's a at least one generation have never heard of Bugs Bunny at this point. Unfortunately, I know because I have some cousins who are like, who's Bugs Bunny? I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. I'm that old now. Okay. Because the IP, I mean, they kept Mickey Mouse pumping out. Disney kept Mickey Mouse pumping out like continuously, but Bugs was kind of on the ice for a while. For a while until Space Jam and New Legacy for right. any of those who decided to watch that movie. So, you know, so it's like. Mm -hmm. They put that on ice too long and now it's like, can they get it? Can they restore it and get it back? It? Please. And can they restore that? Is it is it still time? Just like with the Avatar, twelve years on ice. Like, can it will there be? Will able to it still, work? We'll see. Still, yeah, is there still room for it? Um, I got one more on the on the the Batman for you. What do you say to people that say this movie is a copy and paste of the Dark Knight? How do you rebuttal that? I strongly disagree with that. I strongly mm -hmm. do because I think what happened with the Dark Knight mostly, and and this is again somebody who is a huge Batman fan. Yeah. The Dark Knight was more of, okay, I'm dealing with an agent of chaos that's too unpredictable for me, and yeah. Batman is basically trailing him. I think with the Batman, we get a more detective side of, of Batman, and I think yeah. that's what I really enjoyed about this movie. Not only did I enjoy that aspect of growing and understanding the detective work that Batman was getting, I love that all of his connections, his interconnections of all of his friends kind of helped him create that team. Whereas in The Dark Knight, it was literally him, Gordon, and Harvey Dent until he yeah. was blown half to hell. And yeah. whereas this movie is like you got Alfred, you got Gordon, mm -hmm. you got Catwoman, and you got, you know, uh, people who are looking at him for hope at the end of the yeah. movie. And you're like, okay, this is the Batman I wanted, and this is the Batman I wanted for that growth versus, mm -hmm. okay, I'm, I'm selfishly beating people up in Gotham. And then at the end of the movie, I realized I can't be that selfish anymore. I got to be a symbol, you know? And it's mm -hmm. like, I, I get why people are trying to say that, but I don't, I don't think it's a cop carbon copy. I think this is a yeah. completely fresh look at what Batman can be. Yeah. I thought it had its own. I thought, I mean, every Batman borrows from the previous sum. Yes. I mean, you know, the, the Tim Burton started the dark Gothic, you know, uh, Gotham city. Uh, a little gothic too. Yeah, but it started that that kind of dark. It's rainy. It looks like a little bit like London, but darker and 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 it's got um that grayish, cloudy vibe. Yes, and that was created by Burton. It inspired the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight took that kind of a step further. But they modernized some of the put more tech in there. More tech in it, exactly. Yeah, they filmed it in Chicago instead of on. I think where the bat where the uh, eighty nine Batman was filmed mostly on a soundstage. Yeah. yeah. They created their own set, which was Tim Burton style to create his own world. Right. Um, and then and then maybe to go too far with it for the second one. <laughs> Just a little bit. It was a little bit too far with it for the second one. But uh, uh yeah, he got too drunk on his own <laughs> his own stuff. But then uh then yeah, so we see uh the Dark Knight kind of built off of that, but made it more modern, made it more uh, of a ground in reality. Yes. Um, definitely was kind of the 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 idea. And this film, uh kind of the cyberpunk. Of both of them, exactly. There's times where I felt like there was a little Blade Runner even in there with the aesthetic. Yes. Not so much in the storytelling, maybe, yes. or the style, but the, the aesthetic, it had a little bit inspired. I'll agree with you on that. And I think 
one of the things I will say about this also is I I'm a huge proponent of Christopher Nolan's is Gotham. And what I mean by that is, as you mentioned, Gotham in the Dark Knight, Batman Begins, and just Dark Knight Rises in general, mm-hmm. it was too city, city metropolitan area-ish, if that makes sense. In the Dark Knight? Like yeah, it just felt mm-hmm. like more of a I city. Could, I, more could, I could see that, yeah. Right, it felt like it was a little regular city in America that we could have went to and had no problem with. Yeah. And whereas Matt Reeves' Gotham, it was a mixture of that gothic part that we got with right. Tim Burton with that city. Yeah. But as I mentioned, and I'll, I'll put it a little bit more nicely here, in Christopher Nolan's Gotham, I wouldn't mind living there. Yes, you get a couple of crazies every once in a while, but right. I, can, I can live in that Gotham. In yeah. Matt Reeves's Gotham, I feel like I would have to look over my shoulder every night. You were scared of that scared. Gotham. Right. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. be scared to live in that Gotham for a night. Yeah. I would hate to even be drinking water in that Gotham. That's how scary that looked. And you wouldn't even want to do a weekend Airbnb. No. No, at that Gotham. No, at all. And what's so crazy is while you bring that up, another movie setting or city setting that reminded me of this, and Matt Reeves basically said that this he takes homage to this was Seven. This reminds me of yeah. Seven's yeah. city, and it's like this is really dirty, really gritty. I don't know if I want to live here. I don't know how y'all want to live here. And I was no. telling myself this entire no. time, it's like Bruce. Why you want to save this city? Are you are you sure you want to live here? That you city is is, is done. Yeah, exactly. There's no saving that city. No saving that. But yeah, that's why I liked about this Gotham a lot. It was a living, breathing, very like okay, this is a, a city I don't want no part of. Absolutely. So yeah, I would definitely agree with you on that. It needs. You can feel that city's need for help. Like yeah, it, it yeah. was desperate for help. Uh, it'd been run into the ground. You know, I've seen that happen with small towns where yeah. uh, in this movie, because they get into the corruption of the of the uh, politicians and the, the city government and how that affects the, the the domino effect of how the city goes downhill. Yeah, that happens in real life. I've seen that happen with small towns. Um, yes. One specifically I have in mind. Um, and I won't bring it up because I don't want to. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. That I, I cause have some connection to it. But uh, that town had a lot of for years and years and years has had corruption in their own city's um, government. And it's a much smaller town than Gotham, but it's a real town, and it has become a post-apocalyptic level um, town. I was gonna say I completely agree with you and. I wouldn't say that my hometown, um, I'm not going to try to throw my uh, hometown under the bus like mm-hmm. that, but I will in the, just for a little bit. Our school district was the exact same way where it was filled with corruption. And now mm-hmm. 10, almost actually it has been 10 years since that debacle happened. The school district hasn't really recovered from it. And yeah. you could yeah. see these effects happen like that. And one mm-hmm. thing, thank you for bringing that up. Another thing that I think a lot of people didn't like either about it Mm-hmm. Was the fact that you know it was too close to home, as you mentioned? I think yeah. that the corruption in American politics or city's politics happens like that. Yeah. And also, I I have to hit this in the nail: the whole idea that Riddler would have a following and being able to go, yeah. hey, we're gonna go out there and go and take over an election or go and do certain things to wreak havoc and bring fear to the city. That's really that's really what happened. I mean, yes. let's talk about what happened in January 6th of last mm-hmm. year, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's very surreal. Week, right. It's mm-hmm. so surreal. And you're just like, I can't believe that he was able to 
picked this off very well. But yeah, I, I really enjoy that he made mm-hmm. depictions of Gotham and mirrored it with real life. It's 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 phenomenal. I really enjoyed yeah. that about this. Yeah, it was really it was really uh, it, it added a lot of depth. Yes. Um, the storytelling. Um, yeah, I told my wife afterwards, this, this is not this is not a typical superhero movie. No, uh, it's 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 got some real deep stuff going on in there like with this with what's happening in the, with the what we like we discussed um okay i got some agree or disagree for you julian owens okay to, to start to close this out agree or disagree all right number one number one is right here yeah okay we talked actually we mentioned this coincidentally last time you were on the triplets movie that's to star which is a sequel to twins. Right. And it's to star Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito. And they brought in Tracy Morgan to be the triplet, which was originally supposed to be Eddie Murphy. Right. Arnold Schwarzenegger was just at an event, which he was hosting or he was named after him. as some kind of fitness event. Uh, I think it's called Arnold fest. So I it must it, be. Yeah. yeah. And he was asked about triplets and he said, right now we're off uh, on uh, it's, it's on pause again because of the passing of Ivan Reitman. Which I had forgot oh, that Ivan yeah. Reitman was the director originally, but, but I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah, and I was surprised though because you know Ivan Reitman originally Ghostbusters, uh, long resume from the 80s and, and into the 90s of movies that he was a uh, director of, but uh, you know he didn't work on Ghostbusters on the Ghostbusters sequel. He didn't he didn't direct the Ghostbusters sequel. His son, no, his son did. Yes, yeah, his son did. So I was surprised because I thought he was more or less uh, before his passing was more or less retired from directing so i'm surprised that he was even attached to direct this sequel when he didn't even do the ghost when he didn't even do the ghostbusters so i was surprised that that was what if anything was going to pause the sequel that would be the thing because i didn't i'm surprised he was still going to direct it to begin with but here's my agree disagree with you for you do you think based on the fact that he did a good i thought he did a good job on ghostbusters afterlife that his son should step in for this jason reitman because he had already stepped in for another sequel to one of his movies I was going to say, I agree. After watching Afterlife, yeah, I think Jason could do it. I really think Jason could do mm-hmm. it. I didn't, I didn't, I, I really gave, I gave Ghostbusters Afterlife no, no expectations. And I came in yeah. and was like, wow, he really did a really great job. This is the best sequel since Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. yeah I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing it. I think Jason knows what his dad was like in a sense yeah. and knows how to make his comedic lands and certain mm-hmm. jokes and things yeah. like that. So yeah, I would I would I would agree with that. I think Jason could do it. I really do. And he was he took uh you know Bill Murray and he took the veterans and that that part that they're in in that movie and he and they it felt it had that Ghostbusters feel to yeah. it. So much older though. But <laughs> but still had the older. Ghostbusters feel to it. It was like a, a little Golden Girls, a Golden Guys crossover with with two uh, <laughs> 80s things, 280s, Ghostbusters yes. and, and Golden Girls. Um Number two, uh, we were talking about Book of Boba Fett and The Mandalorian. One of the most highly acclaimed episodes this past season of Book of Boba Fett, which was really Mandalorian 2.5. Basically. (laughs) uh, At least for part of the season. But anyway, the Book of Boba Fett, Bryce Dallas Howard, Ron Howard's daughter, another uh, second generation directing. Uh, But people are calling after her job in this directing her episodes this past season of the book of Boba Fett people, the internet is asking for her to get her own star Wars trilogy. Do you agree or disagree with Bryce Dallas Howard getting a star Wars trilogy? 
I completely agree with this. I think Bryce Dallas Howard, as you mentioned, she even did season, she did episodes of the second season of Mandalorian. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, those were my favorite as well. I, I was confused that people were just now on this bandwagon. I was like, wait, yeah. I didn't know that she did arguably the two best episodes in Mandalorian. Okay. So I, I really will stand by this. I mean, you guys already told Ryan Johnson that you put his trilogy on hold and Patty Jenkins might not even do the squadron movie anymore. So right. give Bryce Dallas Howard that, that trilogy. She might do a better job than I thought. So yeah, absolutely. Please give her that. Just wait five years, but please give her that. You're right. <laughs> take take the breather that you <laughs> that so I desperately want them to take. Well, they may be forced to take. Star Trek kind of had to do that finally. Yes. Didn't they have to kind of take a break for a while? They did. After, after... I forgot the third movie with Idris Elba with Star Trek. Um, yeah. Star Trek Beyond. That's what the name yeah. of the film was. After yeah. they did Star Trek Beyond, they kind of did a pause. And then all of a sudden, Star Trek started coming back about, what, 2018, 2019? And now yeah. Star Trek's at that point where you're like, wow, I like Star Trek again. Yeah. Let's do that. Star, Star Wars needs that. Let's let's mm -hmm. do that again. Yeah. So that could be what, what they need to do. I mean, you could put out some books. I mean, I know you're hungry. For, you want some more money, even though you got a lot of money, Star Wars. But <laughs> you can put out some books and stuff. Comic books could still come out. They're kind of good in exactly. Uh Number three on the greatest degree. Um, while the multiple movies coming out, we talked about. We were talking about the Batman. I already know they kind of answered this because we kind of answered it. But with all the different Batman coming out, obviously, I know you're going to say agree. But all the Batman they're coming out with the Flash. Yes. Uh, we're going to have at least two Batman. There were actually DC rumors. See rumors in your face. Now, even Christian Bale's Batman would show up in this, but the internet is going to internet, and I don't of know. Of course, <laughs> I don't see that happening. Do you see that happening? No. <laughs> yeah. No. I Christopher uh, Christian Bale. He said it multiple times before. Mm -hmm. He would not put that cape and cowl on. He loved his three his three tries in the film. Right. He just wouldn't do it. He would give advice to everybody doing it, right? Like he did for Robert Pattinson, right. like he did for Batfleck or Ben Affleck. I don't I, I don't see Christian Bale doing this. Yeah, Christian I, Bale don't want to be in that franchise money train again. I don't think so. Yeah. No. I mean, I know they like to have the three the three Batman pointing at each other meme like the it would like be Spider-Man awesome. right. Spider No Way Home, but it'd be awesome. But Christian Bale, no, I don't think he would. No. I think there's a better chance of CGI Adam West coming back. <laughs> yes. I would I would definitely say that. I think I think you actually, you know what? I'm gonna do you one better. You right. have a better chance of asking George Clooney to come back than asking Christian Bale to come back. You exactly. have a better chance of doing that. <laughs> they could probably pitch that to him and say, hey, there's a chance to redeem yourself, George, and be in a good DC movie. Okay. That, All right. that, that would I be the that. elevator pitch. Exactly. And he's going to be you like, can, okay, I can do that. Yeah. So here you come back and you, you no nipples this time. <laughs> no like credit card in the, in the no Batman belt. credit card. No, yeah, no Batman credit that. cards. None of that stuff. We promise. We won't. We won't. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, you agree. So we I asked you, is there a saturation? Too many Batman this year is going to confuse the average movie goer. Agree to yes, agree. I yeah, would so, agree. Yeah, I knew that would answer that question. Okay, thought and advice to close this out. I kind of flip flopped on this earlier, but I ended up landing on this. There's a show on Fox. I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's Emergency Something Another. Okay, uh, but it's it's with Rob Lowe. It's set in Austin. It's about a fire department. Oh, Austin. I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name of it, but all right, I know what show you're talking about. Yeah, that show has been on for a few years. I've never watched it. I've seen just a little few clips here and there, trailers and stuff. And I, I talked to a friend who watched Jazz, actually, our, our friend Jazz One, who's a regular, a friend of the, and a regular on Thunderpop, uh, had told me he watched some of it. He said, yeah, it's one of those where you can tell it's people trying to do what they think happens in Austin, and they get, they're off sometimes. 
on some of the references right. and things that they they you know it's it's like you tell it's writers from california that are writing what they think austin austin is like exactly yeah and they don't always nail it so uh they did an episode to open this season where it was covering the austin the texas blizzard of 2021 okay and they and i didn't watch it i, I plan to watch it at some point because i want to see how bad it because it, the trailer for it it really looked like i felt like i was being like because it was a i was an awful week that was a terrible week Absolutely. that was a terrible week that's not funny week. at all that was our like that was a really bad deal and for a lot of people some even more than others depending on what your situation was with electric having power in your home ptsd about that just like what i do minor winter storm we had a couple of weeks ago i'm like i had ptsd about this i i agree yes I used to love ice day. I used to love ice days where you get work shut down yes. for, the, for a couple of days. You had the whole yeah. you get to stay home. Just like binge I'm, about say, I'm about to say, we're about to age ourselves really quick, Stephen. Just like how you're doing a text girl for my name right yeah. now. Literally, how we would wake up in the morning when it's only 30 degrees out. Like, yes. all right, I'm waiting for my school district, waiting for my school district. Yes, waiting for my, yes, yes. The school district is oh, there. It was yes. like a party. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to stay in bed. I can stay up tonight. Yes. 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 And it came the night before rather than the morning. The early morning of. Exactly. Like, oh, it's a weekend. You're like, it's a weekend it's now. A weekend I can go know. and watch all my movies. Yes. You and those it. were better than planned weekends because it was like a surprise. <laughs> surprise, exactly. When you didn't know you were going to get one, and so it's even more exciting. So yeah, so they're making it. They're doing it. They did one of these, and I'm just like, I feel a little bit like they were take exploiting okay. our tragedy a little bit by making it a show, and it looks awful. It looks like they really ramped it up. PGI did okay. They, uh, well, there's like I they made it where there's a frozen tundra and someone's walking in Austin and it breaks and they end up falling into a okay. lake. A lake and then they got to rescue the person out of a lake. Okay. So it looks like Alaska. They made or they made yeah, they made Austin in this episode, the show look like uh Hoth in Star in Empire Strikes Back. Oh. Okay. So I felt really exploited. Like they took something from us that's not. Now I know how people feel when they take something of their tragedy and make it a movie. And make it week. a movie about it? Yes. Oh. I know how Pamela Anderson feels now about the Pam and Tommy movie. Mm. She's not happy about that movie because it's taking something it's of hers. Taking and something that's very personal to her and exploiting it. Exactly. Yeah. So now that's how I feel. So I'm like, someone should do a short film that's a parody of the show. <laughs> to get them back, somebody from Austin, a talented person. I'm calling for you creatives out there in Austin. I don't know if I have time to do this, to do it the right way, but somebody out there that could execute this could make a short film that, that's a parody of this show and use an all-Austin cast and crew and do a parody of this show and riff on this show to get them back. Please. Please do Please it. Do that. Please do that. I like. I don't think... I don't think it's funny to make fun of a lot of people who literally were frozen out of their homes and yeah. who was without power for days and water, excuse me, water and power for days. Like, yeah. and for you to make a whole dramatized experience about that and making Ladybird Lake or whatever, whatever lake you decided to make out of that frozen um, tundra, frozen tundra mm -hmm. and try to make it seem like we're in Alaska. How dare you? It was how a little, it, it did look like Hoth. It was like where you couldn't see. I mean, it was like in the previews, he's walking in this snow flurries and you can't, it's like, it was crazy. It's like, you can't see and crap. Oh, jeez. 
Okay. And there, he's eating. Uh, meanwhile, he's also eating barbecue and a breakfast taco, and barbecue sauce is dripping from his. Now I made that up. I'm gonna say, wait a minute, Fox. Wait a minute. The line of people at Franklin's was frozen like this. It was. Like, oh God. <laughs> I would have done if I had done it though. I would have had the Stevie Stevie Ray Vaughan statue, and I would have had ice like sickles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like yeah. that though. But see, I I wish I had the creative mind to do that right now. But there's too many fires in the in the yeah. park right now. So yeah, yes, same, I would. I need somebody. I need somebody who has the free mind and the free yes. time to do it. Please, you can do it as a cartoon too if you're an animator. Do it. As fact, long it might as be it's better. Some, right, as long as it's somebody making a satire of, is the emergency nine one one whatever it is. Yeah, yes. whatever show it is, please make a satire of it. We would love. We would love that. I would get them back. Get them back for that because I I was not cool. Making our, our show in a do it South Park style. I mean, go all in, go all in, you know, absolutely. Beat Matt and Trey Parker about this, please. Beat them. Let, let's, yes. let's, let's do that. Yeah, take take that and just run with it. There's the idea. I just let me know when it's out so I can go watch it. And, and you know. right, and Steven and I will both share it. Like, I, I honestly will share it. I, I will give it to everybody. Just let us know. And when you make it, please. That trail, that little uh, parody trailer that we watched at the beginning, which is by uh, trailer trailer spoof. Okay. Trailer spoof. It's the Batman trailer spoof. Are they what's the name of? That? Hashtag tool sandwich. Those guys, the, whoever did that, could do it. They can do it. They would do a funny. They would do a funny. They one. would make it very funny. Please do it. Please do it. Well, Julian Owens, thank you so much for joining me on the 158th. So glad to have you here. We'll have more Batman to talk about before the end of the year because we were talking about The Flash. And we're going to see some more of this. We're going to see some more of 89 Batman. So, um, man, yeah, it's coming back. We're, it's the year of the bat. I was going to say it's the year of the bat, and we got more to come. We got more bat to come than we thought. Absolutely. Oh, by the way, did you hear about some – I haven't read the story yet. Someone told me someone let a bat – loose in one of the theaters in austin during the batman weekend you're kidding i have not heard this yes. i i haven't read the story i just had a few days someone told me, a few days ago someone told me about that and i haven't gone to actually look it up myself but supposedly someone is a prank let a bat loose in one of the theaters in north north austin too in north austin yeah. you gotta be kidding me all right cool not cool but it's like all right but you would you would have been you would have been angry if you had to evacuate the theater right that's what i'm that. saying i'd have been like that's what's like not cool because I'd have been mad yeah. that I'm in the middle of a Batman movie and there's a bat flying around and we got to evacuate because they got to take the kick, take care of the bat. It it's might like, have been right, if man. they did it during the end credits. Okay, cool, right? But don't do it in the middle of the movie. Middle don't of a good scene and you have to leave because right. actually I've been one time I've been in theater when it was evacuated. It was actually for Creed, uh, for the Rocky Creed, the, the oh. first Creed. I had to leave mid movie and you can't just come back like you. They can't just pause it like it's DVR. And come back and start it where it started. They had, they had, they couldn't. You had to. I had to come back later and restart watching the movie from the beginning. See, I would have been mad. I, I was pretty. Hot. I was pretty mad because it was a good movie. It was just as we get into some of the really good, like some stuff, some of the stuff of the movie. I was mad. The only time it's ever happened, but it happened. And it, was, it, it was bad. Bad. Oh man. Well, Julian Owens, thank you so much. No, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me on, Stephen. I really appreciate it, sir. Everyone out there, have a good day. Hour second, millisecond. Good night. Here we go. Close it out. Where's our close? Here's our, here it is. Outro.
Thunder Pop is a Hit the Bricks production. Bye-bye.